Dreams of Progress, where we bring you weekly conversations with many of the UAE's prominent leaders and thinkers. Each of our guests are actively contributing to the vitality of the UAE community and economy. Our goal in the podcast is to inspire you to drive progress in your professional and personal life. Hey everyone, this is Matt, and today on Streams of Progress, I am joined by the dynamic leadership team of Hello Chef. They are Olivia Manor, who is the founder and managing director, and Ahmed Al-Akbar, who is the CEO. During the discussion, we covered a lot of ground, ranging from the startup journey to business operations, the power of partners, and the importance of balance. It was a great conversation, so join us as we dive right in. I'm glad to be here with Olivia Manor and Ahmed Al-Akbar, and they are the founder and CEO of Hello Chef, which is a meal plan delivery uh, business here in Dubai, a recent startup over the last year and a half about. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Glad to be here with you. And uh, so we're definitely going to get into a discussion of the business model, how you've grown and what you see for the future. But before we get there, let's just talk a little bit about how, you know, the steps between now and, the, and then when you, when you first started. So tell us a little bit about your background and how this uh, business came to be. Right. So um, I, had a, I have a bachelor's in hospitality management. And um, however, my bachelor's uh, was like a rocky road because I... Um, I uh, I started working very early on at 14 and typically in the hospitality industry because it was uh, an easy entrance for somebody who didn't have any any degrees or any skills and so forth. And so I continued working throughout my my schooling and um, uh, and I started the hospitality degree and uh, all of a sudden I got lured into the corporate world. So I never finished my degree and I thought, oh, actually the corporate world is really nice. So I had positions at IBM and and uh, in one of the big four financial services companies. And and um, and so I, I kind of didn't think about the fact that I didn't have a degree. It was never really, obviously it had nothing to do anyway with what I was working in with project management and, and operations and so forth. But it was always in the back of my mind. It's a little bit like a bit of a failure because I didn't uh, finish my degree. So when I had my my first kid, I went back to school and I finished the degree. Felt like okay, I've got it. And um, but at the same time, when I came back to work after after child number one, I thought, hmm. I kind of missed the instant gratification of the hospitality industry compared to the to the very sort of. Mm-hmm strict and very gray corporate uh, corporate world. The bureaucracy and, uh, of a large bureau- company. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. And with hospitality, you get instant feedback from your customers. Exactly. Instant mm. feedback. And and by nature, the people working in hospitality industry are, are more fun-seeking, a bit more extroverted. So I, I miss that whole, you know, social aspect as well um, from the industry. So I kept on thinking, what can I do? You know, should I go back to working in the hospitality industry. So I, I put my CV in another light and I tried to look at opportunities in hospitality. But in the back of my mind, I always had the really long, odd uh, working hours, Christmases, New Year's, weekends, and uh, is somehow maybe not always so well rewarded and appreciated uh, that, that little bit of a stigma that the, the, the industry might have. and um, Because you have to work when everybody else is off, right? Because that's always, when the customers are available. Always. Nights and weekends. and Yeah, and that wasn't ideal after having had kids. So mm-hmm. 
So um, I think we 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 always liked. I always loved dragons then because I was uh, living in the UK at some point, and then Ahmed introduced my husband introduced me to Shark Tank, which is the American version, and we saw Plated, uh, which is a similar company uh, than Hello Chef, pitch on um, on Shark Tank, and actually their pitch is it is interesting, and um, and I thought okay, actually they're doing something that I could maybe do because the entrance is um is lower in capital because you don't need to necessarily invest instantly in a location as as you would if you opened a restaurant um so I, I didn't know exactly how I would do it and I had absolutely no experience in e-commerce um but with some encouragement from my husband I thought you know maybe maybe I can do it so I did some more research and and uh um I think the the major push came from Anthony Robbins, okay. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I think about a week after our second Anthony Robbins uh, course, Business Mastery, we were uh, I had a product um, and I tested it uh-huh. and uh, and I was ready to go. So you went to a Tony Robbins uh, seminar or something, okay? And from there you got on fire for the idea and you actually put it, you know, into plan, into action. Yeah, I I had had a, s- a small sort of um, business. Uh, in Finland when I was much mm. younger and that um, sort of trained me into reading self-help books, sure. bus- business books and so forth. And so I'd got acquainted with Tony Robbins's work. And so I kept on going back to Tony's work when I needed to be sort of feeling on top of the world. And so we did UPW uh, at, at some point and then we said, okay, now it's time to look at the business side. And the business mastery was what uh, sort of gave me the courage to mm-hmm. To, to take the first steps. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading somewhere that you actually funded all of your schooling and financed that through your catering business when you were younger. Is that right? Yes. So so you, sorry, you've been passionate about this for a long time. Yes, yes. Food has always been like the most uh, most important thing in our lives with my family. Like, uh, you know, it's midsummer and you plan the midsummer menu because it's a big thing in the northern part of the world. And uh, as soon as midsummer is over, which is end of June, you start thinking what you're going to have for Christmas and then starts the Christmas dinner planning and and uh, so we've always been uh, talking a lot about food and yeah it wasn't really a, an official catering business but yeah I did, I did a lot of uh, um, graduation parties uh, um, we do confirmation uh, with the church so confirmation parties and things like that for neighbors and friends and catering and then serving and and uh, yeah mm-hmm. so this business this industry is just a passion of yours it's something that you care a lot about and it's you know core to your your background I guess. Yes, it's never really been about um, the fanciest food, but it's mm. always been about the good feeling about you know around food and the mm-hmm. togetherness. So that's it's it's definitely a passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wanted to ask about that because here in Dubai. I mean, we know that every restaurant delivers and now there's delivery companies out there. They're proliferating everywhere. But the idea of a home cooked meal, you know, the the focus around making something in the kitchen together with your family, then serving it over, you know, the the dinner table, I think is a really nice concept. And I think that's a unique selling point that you guys have. And how have you seen that in the market? Have have you seen a lot of growth in that because of that uh, concept? Well, yeah, I, th- I think uh, Dubai is such a, um, a transient place, so people don't have their roots here. And so typically, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing if you come, especially if you come as single or as a young couple, you you kind of easily get into, you know, you don't ordering out and, and so forth. So it, it really is about... 
bringing families together. And I think, you know, we're not the only ones on the market either. So I think there is uh, definitely, you know, demand and people are thinking about not only the health aspects of their life, which comes from, you know, eating some good home cooked food, but also the, the sort of little bit more back to basics, the more quiet time at home, uh, you know, which is a, a good base for for healthy living as well. Yeah, of course, it's important for building the family. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the first few months of the business. How did that you know, develop and how did you muddle through the whole process of starting a business and you know, starting to grow, get your name out there, logistics, the whole, the whole thing? Gosh, it feels like such a long time ago. It was just <laughs> a few years ago, but yeah. Mm. Um, I started, uh, and obviously I'm not supposed to say that in Dubai, but I started from home. So, so I didn't really know um, what to do, but I, I just wrote, wrote a few menus. Um, and then I called as many people. I think I called, I had to call maybe 10, 12 people. Um, and three of them, I, I only wanted three. My target was sell it to three people. And so th three customers. And, you know, they were all obviously people from my phone book. So people that I knew. Um, but most of them actually not so well because I was new in Dubai. And uh, uh, as, as per typical, you know, some of your friends, they will buy into you and, and some of them, Totally won't buy into you. So, so, um, so this random combination of people uh, said, "Okay, we'll trust you. You know, just bring us the food, and we'll we'll cook it for you, and let you know how it's going." And they paid. Um, and so that's it. I went to the supermarket, came home, brought everything home. I had three bags, and I and I, you know, put everything in bags. I printed uh, at Desco the um, the recipe cards, and I put the food in my my car, my Mazda three, and off I went and uh, did the deliveries. Uh, uh, in different parts of Dubai. And then the week after, I called the same three people. I said, do you want the, the, the bag again? Mm -hmm. And they said, yes. And can you also bring one to my neighbor? So I got a few referrals. Wow, okay. And so I think the next week I was at six bags. Um, and I figured out that's that's getting a bit tougher to do because, you know, it takes a long time to, on your own, pack it in your kitchen. And, you know, your kitchen is also uh, limited in space. Mm -hmm. But then the week after, I think it was 10. And that's when um, and then when faith kind of started playing a part when uh, we uh, we knew someone through Ahmed's, uh, one of Ahmed's clients who said, listen, um, maybe we can help you um, with a with a food warehouse. So then after that, we started, um, I think I did in between, I did a one or two weeks at the local supermarket in their cold room. And uh, after that, I went to a, a fully professional uh, food warehouse where we were allowed to do the packing and storing of the goods. But uh, it was, uh, and, and that's how we grew up to, you know, for the first year. And uh, it was just very volatile and it was, you um, uh, very sort of a risky structure because um, uh, nothing was under us. So we used only third-party providers for everything. So if one of the pieces of the puzzle breaks, then all of a sudden you, you have a bit of a chaos. And we had some difficult situations, but we always managed to somehow overcome them because probably our volumes were not that big. So it was always something we could, you know, go and get from the supermarket and so forth. But uh, that, that's really the, the beginning journey. It was really... You know, up to one year ago, uh, not even less, up to nine months ago, I was still packing myself, boxes and and so forth. So, um, yeah, we know exactly what goes into into the work. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's amazing. And I think uh, many entrepreneurs have a similar experience where basically it starts with family and friends. You know, those are your first customers and then you grow slowly over time and you're kind of bootstrapping your way to success. Is that right? Of course, of course. And I think that's the, I I really didn't have a lot of um, sort of business background at all. Um, But uh, I think that was the what my husband and now business partner Ahmed used to say is that we need to just stay as lean as possible. Um, Ahmed had had a business before and he knew that, you know, there's no need for fancy office or, or fancy business card or amazing headshot or any of those things that, you know, because when you start as an entrepreneur, you're given so much information and, and Dubai is not a, not a bad place to start. There's many hubs and incubators and, and so forth. And everybody tries to help you with an overload of these are the things that you need. And, and the list is so long and you kind of can totally get sidetracked by what you're actually trying to do so so I had a, always a good sounding board at, at at home and I'm gonna say no 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 you don't need this let's just stay focused in this and, and let's crack this one down and and uh, everyone has an opinion basically about what you should be doing so all the time all the time yeah yeah and, and we still get it to to date I just met somebody earlier this week who said you know this is what you need to do and um, it, it's really nice but at the same time you, you're trying to do and, and stay focused on something and you get all these ideas and especially with food I think people have a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of ideas about it's food, a very so. personal subject so yeah people have ideas yeah. and yeah Good. So Ahmed, let me bring you in here. I wanted to ask a little bit about um, the business model and maybe how that's developed and changed over time. As a CEO, I'm sure you have plans and visions for you know next steps for the business. But um, tell us, has the business model changed over time or has it been pretty consistent since the beginning? Um, it, it, it has changed over time and it's uh, as we've grown, it's broken <laughs> and then we fixed it and then it's broken and then we fixed it. Um, so that's kind of how we've done it. It's always been like trial and error. I think one of the the big things, um, you know, just looking back um, or thinking back, I think one of the big things we realized is that uh, we wanted to kind of uh, make it as easy for customers as possible to order and not have to think about it. And, you know, if, if we can take even five minutes or two minutes out of their days just so that they don't, out of their week, just to not have to think about something, that's one one way that we, one thing that we thought would be helpful to, to people. So um, that's how we, we set up a, a subscription and, and not necessarily go out and, you know, each time try to market, each time try to sell to the same kind of customer. Um, and, and that's helped. And, and then I think another thing is, uh, like Olivia was saying about the logistics part is like, okay, first start from home and then, you know, that, that gets broken somehow uh, and then start, you know, start moving up from there. And now we've got like a, you know, fully set up kitchen and, in, in, uh, uh, which is, uh, you know, run by a team and, and it, I, I like to think it's like a well-oiled machine and, and, and that will get broken too. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. you'll have to fix it somehow. Yeah, it works now, but at some point as we grow, it'll get broken again and we'll just keep fixing it. Um, so that's really where we, yeah, how we see the uh, the model. I mean, there, there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of changes that we constantly think about for the customer and you know we're always thinking how can we make it so you know easier give them more choice or uh, just make it their experience even even better and whether it is 
um, thinking better food. Yeah, better food, better ingredients, better recipes, better packaging. Yeah, um, whether it is uh, just yeah, you know, it could be as simple as just giving them more choice. Uh, so those are the things that we kind of think about almost constantly, and we talk about almost constantly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that I'm actually a customer of yours <laughs> <laughs> and a happy customer at that. And by the way, guys, to, to the listeners, I'm not getting paid to say this, you know. Um, but I, I've been a customer for a while, for a few months, I think, since the middle of last year. And I've, I've seen, you know, the development of your business. So in regards to the packaging, before it was in like the plastic bags and now you have the boxes, you know, they're much, you know, nice yeah. presentation and all of that. Um, so definitely I've seen a development of the business over time. And so you're always kind of growing, always changing. Um, so I was wondering, you know, what are your plans for, for expansion and, and next steps? So, yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it's really, we're, we're just, you know, we're just thankful to, to have, you know, gotten to the small amount of success that we, we've gotten so far. And we're still tiny companies. Um, where do we want to go? We, we, we feel like, you know, like Olivia was saying, we feel like there's more and more room for people to learn how to cook, how to experience the joy of just being with loved ones and, you know, whether it's chopping a carrot or just reading a recipe and saying, what the heck is, you know, tofu ramen or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, that kind, those kind of discussions with, um, and we see that when customers get, you know, send us in pictures and, and stuff, those kind of things are where we feel, you know, can be augmented and can be brought to a, like a wider audience, whether that's only the UAE or whether that can be other countries, other markets, we don't know yet, but, um, you know, we have a feeling that it can grow. It's, it's only going to grow as long as, as long as we kind of keep, like how you were saying, as long as we kind of keep showing progress and, um, keep showing value to the customer. I think that that's, that's where, where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've already expanded beyond Dubai. You're already in Abu Dhabi as well. And yeah. are there any other markets that you're serving? So we're also in Ras Al Khaimah and Sharjah, and that's just very new. That's about two months. Um, yeah, and then you know we're we're also looking into new types of because there's so many types of of. Uh, you know, um, diets and, and, and not necessarily, uh, weight loss diets, but just diets in terms of, uh, choice, whether it is looking at, you know, it could be a whole bunch of things, but whether it's looking at vegan or gluten-free or, uh, any of those kind of, um, options, those are things that we're always like sparring with one another and thinking where, where else can we, you know, how can we find out more and see where is it that, that customers might go. Mm-hmm. So our family does a low carb option, okay. which we love. So keep doing that one, please. <laughs> it's great. That one's our, our bestseller, and it was, uh, yeah, it, I, I, yeah, it was uh, like a, a bit of luck that we launched it. But I thought it was. It's, it's also because I, I had increased demand for, um, yeah, for, for people that wanted to manage their weight. So yes. that's when we came up with that box. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's working well. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So um, for the people on who are listening who actually don't or aren't customers or aren't familiar with your business model, tell us how it works as a customer. So what is the process? So. Um, 
basically uh if if someone wants to place an order they go to uh hellochef.me um and it, you know it starts by looking really at whether the food that we offer is something that you would you know could potentially decide to to even try to cook and try to eat um all of the recipes are you know are not not too complicated usually around usually around 30 minutes to to cook uh with ingredients that we like to think that are are of high highest quality that we can get in the market so we're talking about um you know new zealand beef uh that's grass fed grade a um yeah chicken that's antibiotic and hormone free and you know all fresh um and other kind of you know dry ingredients and fresh ingredients that we think are are as good as we can get them um and as fresh as we can get them um if uh, you know once on the day of delivery it's it's sent to you uh in a box and it's you know hopefully as easy to pack away into your suit into your fridge and and pantry as easy as possible and yeah just you know uh, if you can get a child or a loved one involved in the cooking process then that's a great way also to connect with somebody in your family or somebody that's just a part of your life as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you were just talking about the ingredients and so i'm just curious about the, your sourcing process how does sure. that work and is most of it locally sourced in the uae or what's the process so uh, we we source as much as we can from the UAE, but obviously that's very limited, and the season is is kind of short. So now we're in like you know peak season for uh, local vegetables, um, and you know local is a very broad world word as well here. So so a lot of, you know a lot of the fresh herbs come from the UAE, uh, cucumbers and so forth would definitely come from the UAE, and and then otherwise it would be a lot of maybe Omani vegetables and uh, uh, yeah. Some from North um, North uh, Africa as well, um, but typically we would, we would just go for whatever is the best we can get, uh, and so we do use specific um, suppliers for avocados, for instance, that specialize in avocados from um, South America, and uh, yeah. So uh, sometimes we what, what we do is Olivia is pretty creative with her recipes, and sometimes she throws us uh, like a curveball. So she'll say, "Come up with I don't know sea, seaweed from I, I'm not and and you can tell between us I'm not the foodie. I'm I'm I just you know enjoy the I enjoy the the you know the the uh, fruits of Olivia. The results, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, te- testing uh, uh, and and testing recipes uh, to the nth degree. But um, she, sometimes she'll throw the operations guys a curveball and she'll say, "Listen, I want sea f- seaweed that's Japanese and has this kind of texture." And the guys will look at her like they just yeah deer in headlights sort of thing. So then what they do is they they usually turn around and ask different suppliers we deal with a lot of specialists um in those kind of cases you kind of have to and you know we've done you know green tea from a korean shop somewhere in Jumeirah, all the way down to green tea powder that was uh, all the way down to vegetables i cannot remember the name of these vegetables these are not you know pumpkins or leeks or asparagus i'm talking about some vegetables i, I can't even they look like they're from grown in outer space yeah but uh, <laughs> uh so i can't remember their names but uh i know our operations guys had a hard time but b- basically they they just call up uh a list of approved uh suppliers that we have and they they come in and and show them <laughs> those those special ingredients and we taste them and we go through a taste process and 
yeah, the, that that sort of thing. So far, it's worked. Yeah, but <laughs> but for but for the other kind of more consistent side, we've got you know we we've we've done. It's been about a lot of trial and error. We like to, like Olivia was saying, we like to deal with a lot of local suppliers, um, local produce that is, um, mainly because it's just you know it, it, it's closer it's it's probably fresher than you know coming halfway around the world but when you're dealing with Haas avocados uh, that you know w- which have the best taste from you know Peru or Mexico then yeah then you got to make that choice and and see um, sometimes we we do local pumpkin when it's really good uh, or sometimes we source pumpkin from Australia when it's when we feel like it's not good, it's not good, or could potentially not be good when we arrive mm-hmm. when it arrives to our kitchen. The so. best ingredients at the best time from yeah. the best place, right? Yeah, yeah. and and that's a that's been a learning process for us. And just it's a continuous learning yeah. process. So we're mm-hmm. conti- yeah. continuously seeking advice yeah. from from like uh, spe- special specialists into how we can get the best produce and store it and pack it. Exactly. And and one other thing as well is as we're trying to, you know, as we grow, we're trying to use data as much as possible to to figure out what is it that is working with our recipes and our ingredients and what's not. So I'll give you an example. Every week, uh, and you're probably familiar with this right now, but uh, by now, but you get an email afterwards that says, what was your experience like? And we actually really look into that data, like, really analyze it from from a lot of different ang- an- angles and what we do is after we have a whole bunch of data from each customer that says um uh that that's responded uh, it tells us where is it that you uh that we've done a good job and where is it that we have probably for- fallen short and then we kind of adjust and you know all of the recipes that are not good for example uh or not rated as well as as the other ones th- those are the ones that we generally uh, put to bed mm-hmm. and then olivia's back in in the kitchen and you know like a mad scientist working up some new uh mm-hmm. some new recipes uh. it's my favorite part <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where do you get your inspiration how do you do that well whenever i travel i come home like this is from uh, christmas travels uh, there's uh, three cookbooks there so i do um I do collect cookbooks uh, and I obviously just roam the internet for great recipes and um, uh, eating out is important I, we don't get to do it as much as uh, we did before with the two small kids but eating out is important because um, you kind of start feeling the trends the trendy ingredients um, and uh, but also sometimes you're just like oh yeah I'm eating out and I'm paying this amount for this food and really it's not that good. I can totally whip so much something so much better with more in, more vegetables and some you know healthier and better and 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 that's typically what I do when I come home. And and Olivia's the only person I've ever met that you, who can open a fridge door, see you know the most random stuff like a piece of butter uh, an old piece of carrot, mm-hmm. uh, a cucumber, and some spaghetti, and then all of a sudden you've got a gourmet dish. That's not <laughs> what we serve our customers, but that's one of the reasons why I realized: okay, if we can do this at home, then we could probably do uh, something great for, for in a business uh, sense. But I don't do all the recipes anymore. So sometimes we need a lot of recipes. Like this summer, we we did a complete overhaul of the menu. So I needed instantly, like within the 
matter of two months, uh, just over 200 new recipes. And it's a lot of work because not only you have to write the recipes and make sure, and then you have to test them to make sure they work, because you'd be surprised how many recipes in cookbooks and blogs and so forth nobody's actually ever tested before and they just don't work. So, so you really have to test them and then you have to take nice pictures, then you have to edit, you have to get the nutritional counts in and, uh, and, and lay out and so forth. So it's, it's a, like a lengthy process and, and I just don't have the time in two months to do it all on my own. So I've got some, um, we, 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 we've got some good help along the way. So when I first started, we randomly bumped into um, an executive chef um, who's worked in Michelin star restaurants here in Dubai and he was in between jobs and, and he just helped us randomly three weeks in the kitchen and we whipped up nearly 70 recipes together so that was that was amazing experience for me and then I've also met a, a sort of a, a fellow Finnish woman uh, who is in Abu Dhabi at the moment and, and she is the main food editor for our national newspaper and she was just interested in helping me out. And so she's been a, a great support uh, specifically in launching uh, uh, lots of new vegetarian recipes and, and the low-carb box as well. So, and, uh, so she's continuously feeding in recipes to me and at the moment we are working on a project together so we've got a, a set number of recipes we need to do before the end of the month and so we just divided half and half and obviously I, I, I pay f her for doing it but uh, it's also great for me to bounce off ideas and get new new uh, perspective on recipes so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you were sharing earlier about how basically it was a one-person and then a two-person startup, but I'm sure your team has grown since then. You were just talking about partners. Um, what is the size of the business now, and, and how does your structure look like? So, we, so we've got, um, uh, we're a total of 11 people right now, and uh, we've got an operations team, uh, a customer service team of one or two, one, <laughs> one, <laughs> one and a half, uh, and... Um, then there, there's me and uh, somebody that, that works uh, kind of in between kitchen and, and admin sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and, and as we grow, we're, we're, you know, we're going to be building out kind of different core functions. Um, that's the way we see it as well, like in marketing and uh, finance and, and, and such. Yeah. We use a lot of freelancers and I think that's when we started off, we started off with, you know, I, I used a lot of freelancers um, to help with the, like some nutritionists, uh, editors, um, marketing people to help with um, beautiful designs and uh, emailers and so forth. And we still use them. Um, and I think that was the strategy at the beginning is because obviously we couldn't afford to bring, you know, true professionals into the business Um um, and Dubai is just a wonderful place because I think people are happy to help and people that would, you know, be paid, you know, extremely good salaries in corporate jobs are, you know, totally willing to give uh, big chunks of their week for a very small reward from a, from a small startup and, and give their ideas and all their, you know, whatever they have. I think that's been, you know, a, a real gift to us and yeah, we hope that we can pay it back to to everyone at some point. Yeah, I mean, if I can just speak on on, on uh, from a, on at least from my you know my my personal uh, experience, I've never seen like Olivia saying, I've never seen such 
you know, such giving, especially for somebody that wants to start a, a new business. I've, ne I've never seen it. Um, you know, and I've lived in a few countries, uh, you know, before to do before Dubai. And one th and I feel it's, it's something that, you know, if somebody came to me and said, Hey, I'm, I'm starting a business or, Hey, I need some help. I'm stuck on something with my business. It, it's actually changed me. I think a few years ago before I started a business, I'd be like, sorry, I haven't got the time, but now I, I, I make the time because, uh, you know, I was there at some, and I still am there. Uh, you know, we still are there a lot where, you know, we need somebody that is maybe two or three steps ahead of us that, that has, you know, done it and, and succeeded in, in an element of, of, of our business that where we're, you know, a little bit stuck. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's helped. Um, that's one of the great things about Dubai. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of giving and in, in advice and connecting people and, um, you know, it could be, uh, we've, we've discussed this before, you know, Olivia and I on, on why, and I think it's, 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 there's a lot of reasons. There's a, just basically the people are good here. Uh, there's a lot of good people here, but there's, there's also, you know, that element of, you know, because a lot of people live here without their families, their extended families, you, you're by, by nature of, of you having, you know, friends and, and coworkers and so, so on, they become your family in a way. And, and, uh, um, people are seem to be, you know, it seems to benefit uh, a lot of people and a lot of groups, including uh, startups. It seems like an open space anyway for entrepreneurs. Like if I if I look back at where I'm from, and and maybe it has changed now, but uh, I feel like um, in my country there's a you know there's the stigma of entrepreneur is not always it's it's just not so good. It's like oh they want to do something different. They think they're special. They <laughs> they think they're going to succeed in something. So there's that kind of element element and and therefore people don't necessarily always help you or support believe you. in you and or support in you and i feel like here it's the complete opposite here it's like you know a little bit maybe like the american dream like anybody can do it if you put your mind into it you can you can do it and we'll help you and and that's been great yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so the uh, startup ecosystem i think is developing here in dubai in a big way and you were just talking about it um what are some of the the best things that have come out of you engaging with other entrepreneurs or hubs or innovators what's worked really well for you um, I'm glad you asked that, actually. So Olivia started started with... Um, I started two things. I, I did a uh, mompreneur course um, that's uh, run by Mona Tavasoli at Mompreneurs. And then uh, that course w took place at Impact Hub, which is in Sukal Bahar, at, at least was at the time. And that became a very important ecosystem for me when I was just starting off because it had, you know, services peers more importantly and it opened up some uh, some you know uh, good relationships with some mentors and so forth so that that get me going from the beginning and and we're still friends you still yes, friends yes, yes. and I'm we still are still friends and connected with, with everyone but that that was like the the beginning part of the business that's where yeah. i got a lot of energy and and uh, support from and and one of the you know i'm, I'm part of uh, the entrepreneurs accelerator entrepreneurs organization uh, which run us accelerator program as well um, for people that are you know let's say businesses that are probably not at you know pure startup phase where they've just you know just li literally started up but maybe are in you know 9 months to a year uh having so, you know have some kind of revenue coming in and need that next phase to go um uh or you know need that kind of push to go to the next phase of their business and that that 
was one of the best decisions that we made to join that. And um, I've been part of it now for two and a half years, and I think it's been a fantastic uh, experience there. I mean, and, you know, we've been talking about giving and, and entrepreneur mentors that are, are willing to give. There's, you know, that it's it's just an intense group of people that are willing to share war stories uh, about uh, all elements, any element of their business, and it's it's been fantastic. And there's a lot of um, experienced people in there too. And as we name uh, name dropping now, I think <laughs> you should mention something about Endeavor as well. Yes, and and uh, of course, so Endeavor, uh, we're not uh, members of Endeavor, but they have been fantastic and uh, uh, support as well, and only again um, willing to give. So they they're running a program for let's say potential Endeavor mentors or mentees, excuse me, um, or and potential Endeavor entrepreneurs, I think is what they're called. So they're running a, a program called Sanad, uh, which we've been a part of now for about four months or so, uh, where they connect us with uh, high impact entrepreneurs that are making a difference in Dubai and uh, uh, are are going to be the you know are and are going to be the next movers and shakers in in the Middle East mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think a lot of good tips for our listeners. So you know you can go out and connect with those organizations and groups as well if you have a startup of your own. Totally. So. Yeah. Great, great. We've been talking a lot about success and, you know, very positive things, but we know the startup journey can be tough, you know, and a lot of bumps and turns along the way. So I wanted to ask, you know, two questions. What is the biggest challenge that you face personally in your business? And what do you think is the biggest challenge in general for startups in Dubai? What are your views on that? You can do the first one if you want. Um, Personally, the biggest challenge personally. Um, I think it's uh, it's always a little bit more of a, a solo journey when you when you are an entrepreneur. So uh, the the sort of um, we're just talking about so much about support, but yeah, at the end of the day, you wake up in your own home, and then often your office is in your home when when you start, and it's that sort of little bit of a lonely ride is uh, is something that can play with your mind, um, and so that is like you know now it's a little bit less because we've got you know a full team, um, so there's a reason to to get up in the morning, there's a reason to go to work, you need to show your face, you need to be a leader, uh, and so that role um sort of drives you but when at the beginning when it's just you and <laughs> and and you, you you know you're trying to portray this image of, of being able to run a business and 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 sometimes you you sort of crumble a little bit in your in your self-confidence so those those are tough times but again that that's when all these organizations and friends and peers uh, come into play um and then you know starting a business with small kids is always a challenge um at the same time, compared to what? So then I compared, uh, you know, I think, okay, if I go back to my corporate jo- job, I don't see my kids in the morning because I need to leave early in order to get to the IFC before the traffic hits. And then I come home, they'd probably be already as- asleep. Okay, fine. I might get to two-day weekend and, and long long paid holidays. But But at the end of the day, now I'm able to have a sort of not at all balanced life, but I'm able to be there when I'm needed and take some time when I really have to uh, without having to ask anybody for permission or feeling guilty about anything. So so that's, that's a good thing. And then obviously um, starting a, a business with your husband, it shakes the roles 
um, it, it, uh, it, it is something that is a challenge um, uh, because, you know, you, you, you've been mysteries to each other before, you know, you both disappeared to a mysterious place during the, during the day and then you come back and you, you, you know, you kind of share snippets of your day and, and now actually the, the truth is revealed <laughs> <laughs> of, of how you operate. <laughs> so this is how you are, uh, you know, for uh, eight, eight to ten hours a day. <laughs> and um, so, and, and yeah, and, and obviously sort of you kind of have to refine and redefine your roles as, uh, as uh, wife, husband, mother, father, uh, friend, partner and everything. So it, it's not like, a, it's a journey that for us has been worthwhile because I feel like at the end of the day, um, you know, I have a business partner I can trust with my life. And I don't know if, if a lot of people can say that uh, when it's somebody that's not their spouse or not a family member. Uh, and uh, but we ha- we have completely different uh, personalities, which is probably our strong suit. But but you know you need to really build a bit of a thick skin to to be able to uh, to to get through that. I think. I, I think you know one thing on on the personal side is that when you sit down these days, when I sit down with an entrepreneur, uh, and it's it's like an instant connection. You know, you understand, boom, you understand each other in terms of, you know, cash flow strategy, you know, all of the kind of things that are, you know, hitting you every day that could attack your business and close your business in, in a matter of days. Um, you know, when I, when I think back, because I, I had a corporate envi- uh, um, life, I think we, we all did uh, before, and it's, it's a very different experience compared to, you know, going on holiday and not really having to check in too much uh, compared to now where when you go on holiday, you're just really getting on a plane going somewhere different, <laughs> but you're still carrying your laptop and still having those Skype you're calls. On. And, yeah, you're always on. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on the, uh, to answer the second part of your question, um, what's the, you know, the ecosystem and how, how much support is there beyond like, you know, advice and let's say the, let's say the infrastructure here, uh, you know, some would argue that it is very strong and that Dubai is like the best place to, to start up a business. Um, some would argue the other way and say, listen, you know, there's, there's, uh, um, there's not a, lo- a whole lot of support here for, for small businesses. I think it's, you know, uh, I would say the jury's out on that, on that discussion, you know, like the, you know, when I look at banks, a big part of, of setting up a business is finance, of course. And um, f- banks are not, in my opinion, um, startup friendly. So uh, banks look at you as, as when you're a startup, at least here in, in the UAE, banks look at you, unfortunately, as a liability, a potential liability. And they throw a lot of uh, bureaucracy at you to get you know, certain things done. And when you're a startup, you've got so, you've got such little time to, to, ha- to go in for, you know, the seventh time to go pick up, you know, SME uh, loan application. Yeah. Or, yeah. or an online banking, uh, you know, pin, which I've had to do, you know, seven, eight times to just get something done like that. That is, um, I, I would not call that, you know, uh, startup friendly at all. Um, 
you know when you when you deal with handling you know getting visas and 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 uh you know renewing trade licenses and stuff i would say the best thing to do in my opinion don't do it yourself just get a really cost effective pro or somebody to do that cuz cuz that's not really building your business that's just like shifting papers around in my in my opinion um uh, so avoid like the plague uh those kind of scenarios is is what what i would do um and then you know, find, but you know, finding good people can can also be uh, quite a challenge as well. You know, like posting on job, posting a job on uh, um, Dubizzle or LinkedIn or or, or uh, Bait dot com. These are all very reputable sites. But the, the the only issue is here when you post a job, you've got you get usually hundreds, if not thousands, thousands. of applications, and yes. you know only 10% of them are only really relevant. Mm. So these are kind of just, you know, I'm just touching on some, not even all of the challenges that you can face Mm -hmm. uh, when starting a business here. And it's, I think it comes with learning about the market Mm -hmm. and learning about how you can source talent and how you can source, uh, you know, where you can get finance and what, you know, it could be some, sometimes banks can be really terrible, but you could be just one good person Mm. in the bank Mm -hmm. that you can rely on that will help you out and you gotta just stone face everybody else as you walk in <laughs> so right now when i i won't mention the bank i i, I, I where i where we bank but these days i don't even take it goes to the point where i don't even take that ticket when i walk in anymore i just say no sorry i want to speak to that guy and i ignore everybody else and you know security guards saying excuse me you got to take a ticket i just to the point it's gotten to the point where i know if i take that ticket i'm going to be sitting there for the next two hours so uh, I just, you know, take the risk of being arrested <laughs> and walk up to that that rep because I know that that's the only guy that can help me. Uh, and it also goes to, you know, unfortunately the telephone companies. You know, you want to switch if you want to switch from a, a, you know, I, just just the other day I was I was, uh, you know, two and a half hours in um, at the telephone company just waiting to switch uh, two lines from my personal name. From my yeah, from my under my name to the business's name, and and uh, you know, and the only reason why I want to do that is because of VAT, and you know, speaking about VAT, um, you know, I think that from what I've seen, it's been relatively smooth transition. You know, it's only been you know very very short period of time, yeah, but uh, relatively smooth transition, and I I think that. I don't think that that's going to be too much uh, bureaucracy, but let's see. The first submissions are still uh, yet yet to be done uh, to the to the government, and I, I think the government has done a, has done a lot to kind of cut the red tape, which is good, especially if you can get a good PRO to get all of the stuff that requires physical presence. I think mm. I think that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of challenges. If I was to kind of think about and summarize what I heard you say, yeah. mainly it's if you can find good customer service, you know, go for that. And if you can do things efficiently as possible with the PRO service and, you know, cutting the red tape, as you mentioned, then that's the way to go, right? Totally. And that's the way the service providers, the banks and all these, you know, different ministries should try to go. And I think they are, right? I think it's getting more efficient over time. I think so. If you look at the ecosystem and and the paperwork that's required over the last 12 months, I think they're making some good strides. I think so. To try to reduce that. Yeah, especially with dealing with... with, with, 
you know, getting more online and mm -hmm. dealing with applications online, renewing mm -hmm. trade licenses online. I think they've they've gotten better. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I believe that the UAE or Dubai specifically wants to be, you know, kind of with the premier leader in digital kind of government, you know, and going on blockchain, et cetera, as, as the future vision. But yes, very digital. Yeah. Great. So I wanted to shift from talking about the business a little bit to talking about personal. We touched on it briefly. Um, but so, you know, as an entrepreneur, it can be tough and you can get drained. So personally, what do you do to recharge and to stay motivated? I run. <laughs> I run, read, and uh, and go to the cinema. So those mm. are my, my typical things. And uh, have wine with my girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> also important. <laughs> um, what about you, Ahmed? So, yeah, I, I, I think... Um, you know, work. You know, balance in 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 life is a really important part of running a a business, and actually, that is, um, I say, a responsibility when you're starting your mm. business to make sure that you are balanced in other areas of your life. Because we all know, and I, I you know, I, I'm not I'm not any guru on this, but we all know that w when when there's a big part of your life, whether it is health or family or friendships or um, you know, finances or any of those kind of, you know, spirituality, if that's, if that's out of whack, then, um, it'll take a toll. Usually it has a knock on effect on the other elements of your life. So it's important to, to kind of keep that balance. Um, even if it means, you know, going for that run, which may be like a 15 minute run or a half an hour run, or, um, you know, calling up a friend that you haven't spoken to for a while, or, uh, definitely, you know, as as an entrepreneur, you'll be, especially on the startup phases, you'll be working very hard because there'll be a lot of failures and a lot of learnings, and and uh, it it also takes it it also requires you to become a lot more, um, uh, you know. Uh, failure, you know, resistant mm -hmm. and thick skin, thick skinned. Exactly. Um, so what I do is, um, yeah, I've got daily exercise. If I can, I could throw in a meditation if I can. Um, I have to see my children, you know, for at least half an hour, if not an hour a day, um, of quality time. And that's not just shifting them from one end of the of the country to another in a car or something like that. But it's really just sitting down with them and just talking about their day or reading them a book or, uh, I have to do that. That's, that's really my, my day isn't complete if, if that is, doesn't happen. Um, we've really simplified our life as yeah. well. Um, in terms of, you know, we've, we've built everything around where we live. So, so everything that we need is within, let's say, two kilometer radius so uh, the kids schools are within 500 meters from the house so we walk or cycle work is uh, two kilometers away from the house so in the winter we can walk so at least if we don't get an exercise we feel like we get that fresh air and and four kilometers of some kind of you know exercise and, 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 and so you can listen to the podcast <laughs> this podcast <laughs> awesome yeah. and uh, so 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 a lot of it just happens here here with which makes us able to work you know easily a 10 hour day without having to give in and being be still being able to have family time still being able to to exercise to take kids to school um so i think our life has has become quite you know 
a, a small circle, but a solid circle. And solid circle also of, of friends that live close by, um, a lot of parents of children. So the kids are always, I feel like we you know they they have a, a protected nice uh, sort of sort of life so i don't think they see us as being people that are not home a lot or mm. i don't think they think about us in that way at all mm. Good, good. I wanted to ask, um, you know, nobody is in this journey alone and we all have people that we look up to. So I was wondering who is a hero of yours, whether you've met them or not, could be some, you know, author or some inspirational person. Who's a hero of yours and why do they inspire you? That's a really tough question because there's there's different kinds of heroes. So I have I have a group of uh, female entrepreneurs that we we regularly meet um, for those glasses of wine, <laughs> maybe once every two months. And uh, these are all women that started something from scratch, like like me. And those are my heroes. So it's kind of nice that we get to meet and talk about you know our everyday lives, our business. Mostly it is talking about the business and how it intertwines. With, with everything else and how we cope and how like we, we share ideas on making things work. Um, then uh, always been a big Anthony Robbins and Brian Tracy fan. So, so those kind of books always have given me like the um, sort of self-confidence and tips and hints on, on how to overcome situations. And then I'm a big Mary Forleo fan. So Mary Forleo is uh, doing podcasts and, and uh, business uh, um, schooling on how to have the life uh, and how to lead the life that you want and love through your business. And so I, I follow her. Yeah. Um, it's a, t- it's a good, very good question. I think uh, like Olivia, I, 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 there's no one person that I can, pinpoint and say hey i'd love to be this person because you know um i've met not all of my heroes i met a couple of them and i've always been like okay you look great on the <laughs> on the cover but then you know you're really short or whatever <laughs> or, or, not exactly or, what i expected or your jeans are too high up or whatever it is <laughs> um so um yeah, I don't think one person could have it all, but but uh, you, you know, I I do look up. I, I was really inspired by uh, reading. Funny enough, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Total Recall uh, uh, biography mm-hmm. a few years ago because that guy's just been through. Uh, th- he's self-made. Uh, you know, moved to the U.S., uh, became a, an athlete and a bodybuilder and uh, an actor, politician. Seems to have done done a lot, and um, uh, has gone. And 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 you know, reading his biography has taught me a lot uh, about you know making you know getting in close proximity to people that can help you achieve whatever goal you have in in life, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that's basically what he what he did. Um, there's, there's a lot of authors that, that, uh, that have inspired me, such as, uh, we were talking earlier about John Warlow and, mm-hmm. um, uh, Peter Thiel, uh, is, is another one that's, that's been really impressive, mm-hmm. uh, with some of his work and, um, and then, you know, in, in the, also in the, uh, the groups that I, you know, I'm, I'm part when when i when i meet some of the the members of the entrepreneurs organization or endeavor uh uh entrepreneurs uh, i'm always blown away mm. by just even uh you know a 5 minute uh you know cup of coffee standing up kind of chat mm. where they're just talking about where they're going and their next uh, the next step, the next step, and you know whether if they have any insight on any 
kind of issue that I face. And there's, um, you know, uh, I could mention half a dozen, you know, a dozen names that are, of people that have blown me away mm. by just, you know, giving me the, the opportunity to, to mm-hmm. talk to them about an issue that I'm facing. Um, yeah, those are, that's where I get a lot of inspiration. But mm-hmm. just just sparring with yeah. with people and just just talking shop really yeah. and because uh, um, I, I that's where I get the majority of my energy is is just having those kind of conversations and saying wow you've done it in this shit you know you know you've launched this product at retail and it's doing so well mm-hmm. or you know you've done something crazy like you know setting up a, a new type of uh, e-commerce business and i'm like and i'm constantly um amazed at their stories and i'm constantly also uh by talking to them i'm constantly amazed uh at how stupid i was like just two weeks ago funny mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i think we're always learning right yeah. <laughs> exactly you got to keep growing yeah yeah good well uh, we're coming to the top of the hour and i want to be respectful of your time and for all the listeners as well so i just wanted to say thank you so much you know for thank being you. on the show with us olivia and ahmed really appreciate it um before we go i just wanted to ask if you have any last word of wisdom that you want to share uh, with the audience. I do. Mm-hmm. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Yes, well, I, I would add to that, and this reminds me a little bit of my dad's wedding speech to us, is that <laughs> keep the humor, because without humor, you, 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 can, you can get lost. Mm, yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. And uh, where can our listeners go to find more information? Your website, Twitter, Facebook, etc.? Well, our, our website, hellochef.me, has, has most of the, or everything you need to know, um, and we're also very active on on hellochef.me facebook and instagram okay perfect so we'll find you there yes again thank you so much for being with us and uh wish you all the best of luck thank Thank you you. very much for having us you can check out this episode's show notes on our website at streamsofprogress.com slash hellochef We'd love to connect with you, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram or reach out via our website. If you can please take a few minutes to give us an honest rating on iTunes, this really makes a huge difference and improves our ability to reach more people in Dubai and beyond. We hope you enjoy the show and look forward to seeing you next week on Streams of Progress. <laughs>